Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Player 2 Review Discussion. My name is Matt Houston, and I'm hosting the discussion for this evening. Uh, if you're not uh, listening on the, the podcast, you already know what we're talking about, but we are going to talk about Weird West. Uh, and to do that with me, I'm joined by newish Player 2 writer, uh, Jason Hawkins, who's also been playing the game. How yeah, are you, I have. Man? Yeah, good, good. And yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. I've been I've been enjoying my time in the Weird West, I must say. What about you? Yeah, honestly, I had um I had a ton of fun with it. Um, full disclosure, I did have um a bug that stopped me a little bit way through my tracks, but that is resolved now, and that is games reviewing in a nutshell. Games reviewing, yeah. Get, getting early access sometimes has its problems. Um, especially uh, with a game like this, it has been patched three or four times since we yep. got it, so. Uh, they're obviously bringing it right to the wire, but I must say they've done a really good job here. I, I had a pretty good idea having played the press demo last year of what I was going to expect. Uh, but but what struck me the most seeing it in the full picture is how well the story just plays out, how well decisions impact the whole world in general. Did did you find that in your time that the that everything felt like it had weight? So I did in a way. So they, they kind of pit this as an immersive sim. So they want it to be this living, breathing world. And uh, like there was a few things I did notice. So if you um, kill someone in the game and they're married to someone, that person over time, their last name might change. So they might have gotten remarried. Um, or if you kill people or like, uh, you know, if you wipe out a town or something similar, you can turn it into a ghost town and the world will kind of bounce back over time, um, which is really, really cool. And the other thing that was interesting is they pitted it as uh, if you kill the uh, person that holds the objective, there's still going to be a way around it, which I thought was really, really fascinating. Um, the problem I did have with it is that sometimes that snapback is a little quick um so for example uh i don't know how much of the bounty hunting you did but i did it a ton because it was a fun way to get just tons of money um and i wanted to be i'm kind of a peaceful person so uh when i was playing the first chapter which is the bounty hunter um i went out and i captured the people so i you know i knocked them down i tied them up etc and brought them back and i thought you know, they're going to stay in jail for a bit. Their gang will get a bit angry and they'll, they'll have a vendetta against me and, and they'll come after me in the, um, you know, in the world. But realistically, what happens is you go back to that town like two to three days later, that person's already out of prison. And I'm like, that was a gang leader. Do you really want to get rid of them that quickly? Um, and then you'll see them um, yeah. in the world again as a vendetta, like really quickly. Which So I thought that was a little on the nose, but... On the whole, I thought the like immersive sim element was really, really great. Like, really fun. I, I really enjoyed the fact that like you could go to an abandoned town that had been taken over by like zombies or something, mm. cl clear out the baddies, and then in a story later down the track, and and we'll get to that in a minute. You come back to that town, and it's now a thriving community again. And so there's this kind of real sense of I guess consequence in the world that's pretty yeah. uncommon in in games. Um, yep. And even story choices, um, I know you got stuck, but it, as the whole story plays out, uh, everything you decide from the first chapter through to the fifth all kind of comes together nicely at the end. And I don't know how much of that is smoke and mirrors, and I can't really say without yeah. 
playing again and choosing different options, but yep. it feels like everything I decided played out in the end and it made it incredibly satisfying right at the end to, to get, I guess, the result of your story and it really felt like your story. Yeah, I'm actually super interested to see how that all happens because I, I actually think one of the most interesting elements is like if you like you said if you if town gets wiped out by zombies or something similar on the map the marker will go red to so say hey this is abandoned yeah but a, a few days later you'll see it come back up and something else dangerous might have moved in or like a gang might have moved in or it could just be back to a normal settlement again which i think is really really great it's very cool system yeah absolutely and and i think that goes along uh, we, we'll go to the story now and because it plays into the story, the, the game is presented in five chapters. Um, each chapter is for a different protagonist, but but uh, certain skills carry over between protagonists, and there's an overarching story that ties them all together. It's a very unique way of of telling a story. Um, it, I can see it could have gone wrong very easily, but it hasn't. It hasn't at all. They've they've tied it together. In fact, the story for me is the strongest part of of a very strong game. Yep. Um, how, how did you find it? Having not played the full thing, but how have you yeah. so far? Um, so I thought it was really, really good. I thought some of the elements, so the very first scene, again, I'm not going yeah. to spoil anything because I'm not about that life, but the very first scene, I thought that's a super hard hitting scene and I don't know how much it capitulated on that. So yeah. I don't know like how much that played into it. I didn't, I didn't feel like that was like a huge element that played part of it. But again, I've only seen part of the game. So uh, take my word as, you know, a, a grain of salt. But I think that uh, like the protagonists themselves are mm. really, really fun to play. Like, as you said, there's like things that go over between them. And I actually thought that was really cool because I'm like, when I had um, the first player, uh, the, uh, the bounty hunter, I had a bunch of stuff on my horse and a bunch of stuff on my character. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? I had all my cool guns and everything like that. And now I'm starting again as the second uh, player. And then it turns out that you've still got access to all of that yeah. stuff. When you buy a horse, the uh, horse inventory is shared. Um, if you put it in a, in a lockbox, that lockbox is still there. Um, you could just go and recruit the yeah, previous players, player. which I thought was so cool. Yeah, very cool. And and it, I am still like right up to the end. I played with past characters in my posse. And yeah, I thought that was such a cool idea. It made the story connect really well, and also you know added that kind of mystery about this shared common uh, thing yeah. happening to all five of these different characters. Yep. Um, the fact they have unique skills, but shared skills as well is quite cool. So there's this golden skill, which is shared between all five. Mm -hmm. And then there's the individual skills, uh, which are unique to that character. And they're all, there's, there's weapon skills, which are pretty much the same all the way around, but then the unique skills, each character are all interesting to use. They're all based on, you know, one, one character. I'm not spoiling anything. It's been heavily marketed, but, yep. but you know, one of your characters is a werewolf. One's a pig man, one's a witch, one's a, a, a Native American. Well, not a Native American, but the equivalent. A weird West Indian. Bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah, a weird West Indian, yeah. Um, so they all have unique skills that suit, you know, their backgrounds, and they're all yep. fun to play with. Uh, yeah, I that, was actually... That... Yeah, uh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. actually um, really interested to uh, see that they were all 
play they all played very different so i played the bounty hunter played it i thought oh this is a gunslinger you know they're probably a pretty good shot so i played them sneaky stay at a distance snipe people down pick off people and then go up and deal with the last person nice and close but when you're playing as the pig man very different story like it i'm is. just like i'm just gonna run in there and just yeah. melee through people and it's hilarious and especially once you get later skills where he leaves a trail of poison behind him that kills it's a fart cloud you can say it's a fart cloud it is fart cloud, but it's great <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then and there's fun. and the the werewolf is actually more like a priest character in that uh-huh. he's got healing abilities that that can be shared amongst your posse and things like that so there's some very cool things to play with there mm. Um, I, I, I think the combat deserves special mention too, because boy, oh boy, does it get chaotic. Um, the the shit really doth hitteth the fan, uh, Mm -hmm. because there are so many interactive elements in the world. Um, for example, uh, there is boxes of ammo lying around. There are lanterns, there are oil patches, there are water, and all of these things play together in, in, strangely chaotic ways that all just it it can turn the most planned attack into an absolute cluster f in two seconds flat and and it it means everything is there's there's no i guess substitute for planning but Mm. in this game that planning will only get you so far and until something goes wrong yeah um when i played the first character i was doing a lot of like quick save quick load when it didn't quite come away and then after about a few hours of that i'm like this is not how this is meant to be played this is like you look at the map you can see everything kind of going on you can see where people are generally speaking if they're not in a building and you you start off your plan but when it goes to shit it goes absolutely haywire and it's hilarious to see like there is just so much going on um i actually thought uh when i got into my first scrap uh with revolvers I'm like, oh, this character's like invincible. I don't have to worry about it. Like, I'm so powerful. No, that is not the case at all. I died very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. And and using those abilities in that that um, kind of situation is essential, I think. Mm. Uh, but I, I just love the fact that you know you can accidentally knock a box of ammo into a fire, and all of a sudden the bullets start shooting out everywhere, or yep. or it'll it'll trail around after someone caught on fire who will set the, you know, the bushes on fire as they're running through them and, and all these cool things that you don't see very often, especially in a game like that's been developed with such a small team. This is a, yeah. like a 20 person studio ish uh, of X arcane developers. Uh, you yeah. know, that's the sort of thing you see in far cry or something that's made by thousands of people. Yeah. Um, so it, it was, it was really cool to see just how it all played out. And I think for me, when the game was most fun was when things were going wrong. Um, when the plan failed and you just had to adapt to what was going on at the time and, and just get out of it somehow. Yeah, uh, absolutely. The world gives you a lot of ways to, to heal and it gives you a lot of ways to, um, you know, get advantage over numbers and things like that. And it, it, it takes them outside of the box thinking at times. But I think it's just a marvellous sandbox of, of crazy at times that, that really make it an enjoyable experience. Yeah. Um, I, I, like, I, uh, I really dug like a lot of that stuff. Like when I, when I went up against my first, like dangerous enemy, it go, the game says, Hey, this next enemy you're going up is kind of strong. You might want to think about like what you're going to do to attack it. And so I snuck up and I just kicked a chemical box at them. It hit them in the face. 
knocked them back into a fire. That exploded. It knocked an, another enemy back into the wall and just smashed him up against the wall dead. And I'm like, you know what? This game's all right with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? absolutely. It just all plays together so well. It does lead to one of my problems with the game is in the chaos, losing control and is very easy. Um, I played with a controller. I found using the mouse just a little bit off for some reason. Mm. It felt more natural to play it like a, a twin stick shooter almost with the way yeah. the aiming works. Um, but that means that you've got multiple radial menus to go through for your abilities. And, you know, quite often you need three buttons pressed to activate an ability. Yep. And that gets kind of crazy in the heat of the moment. And getting the right thing can can get a little bit difficult, a little bit iffy. And more than one occasion I died probably unnecessarily because of that. And managing the camera at the same time. So uh, it, the chaos sometimes plays against it in ways that, that that get in your road of fun, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there doesn't seem to be a... Like, you don't feel like you get a ton of feedback on the combat as well. Like, sometimes your health will drop really fast, but you won't really notice that that's happened, or you're out of skill points, and you won't... Like, it'll the bar will flash up, but it is the last thing you're paying any form of attention to. Uh, and a lot of those... Uh, menus are such a pain to use um, yeah. that it really does take you out of it. Like, admittedly, I, I was playing with mouse and keyboard because I am a weird person. Mm. Um, I have a feeling it would be a lot nicer on the um, on the controller. But like, to even slash with a melee weapon, you've got to go into combat ready stance and then aim where you're wanting to hit, and then slash, 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 and it it adds up really quickly. Like your brain is moving like that calculus meme. Uh, yeah, whenever yeah, you're in the middle of combat, it's it's yeah. wild. In an already chaotic game, I feel like there was a more elegant solution to to mapping those skills out. Yeah. I think, um, especially with like you said, with the melee and and the two different radial menus, you've got one in combat stance and one out of combat stance, and sometimes not knowing which one you're in too, because it's it's all done in the, in the flash of an instant, and you've got yeah. you've got to know what's going on. So it does add to that craziness in a way that that it's a little bit frustrating. I found the camera a little bit annoying at times too, not being able to yeah. quite see where you are if you were visible to enemies and things like that, especially if they're on a higher or lower level than you, um, yeah, whether they could pain. see you or not. So it made stealth a little difficult at times. Um, sort of forced me to play like, you know, I play Splinter Cell where I sneak up behind everyone until I get caught and then it's just murder for everyone. Yep. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, way to do it. <laughs> I think I think that's that's uh, a big issue there is the camera and knowing where you actually are in the enemy's view line. I think is important, especially if stealth is going to be uh, the way you play. Yeah, I thought the um uh your people on your posse uh the way they handled stealth with that was also really interesting. So you can sneak. And your posse will also sneak, but if they get seen, the game just kind of ignores that they exist. There's like, oh, don't worry about it. And you're like, They're oh, invisible. Uh, it's, uh, but, it, but, but enemies will react if they walk into them. Yeah. So you have to take that into account. So yeah, not that you can move them. <laughs> not that you can move them. So you've got to take that into account. And, and, and it does create some awkward situations. Like, I'm saying this like it's a major issue. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not a major issue at all. But I, it is something worth mentioning, especially for those that, that really like stealth gaming. Mm. Um, it is something that gets in the road. Uh, how did you feel about the graphical look of it, the, the, the cell-shaded look? 
Okay. Um, I appreciate the stylized nature of it. Um, I I didn't really like the little portraits they gave people when they were talking and their little like uh, the little noises they make as well kind of kind of jarred me a little bit. But the look and feel of it is it's quite nice. Like for an area that's all based around kind of hill swamp yep. and desert it kind of looks really nice and the towns actually look and feel quite alive which is very surprising absolutely i i really like how they've made this um this cel-shaded style that, that kind of reminds me of like a horror comic book from the 90s almost yeah in, in that styling um it, it suits the kind of occult themes that sit behind it really well and then it's also, from a technical standpoint, it means that I think it was the right choice because there's no slowdown. With all that crazy that's happening on screen, I didn't come across any slowdown or frame rate drops. Um, so it obviously was the right choice technically to be able to present a world in a style, stylized way without actually suffering from any you know, technical issues that a small team would have struggle, struggled to get over. Yeah, um, and it does run very smooth as well. I actually... Um... If I might wax lyrical for just a moment, I actually yeah. wonder if that uh, cell shaded look is a kickback to like the origins of the Weird West itself. Like back in the like graphic novels of the, um, I'm trying to think of the name of it, uh, Tales of the Derange, I think yeah. is like one of the really, really early Western uh, comics that was on, in this style. Um, so I think it might be like a little homage to that, uh, yeah, if well, you will. It certainly feels like that. Is it's taken that inspiration from a comic book and, and it mm. works really well. I mean I mean the setting of the West and the occult is quite a cool one and it's it's appealing on its own to explore, you know, the idea yep. of like we've seen the occult in modern day, we've seen the occult in Victorian times. But in the weird in the Wild West it's sort of a a kind of halfway point between the two that doesn't get explored that often. Yeah, it's kind of a shame because I honestly I really dig it. Like yeah. I I am into this like uh red dead um like way way back if you look back at red dead revolver before yeah. red dead was actually popular kind of leaned into this and red dead redemption did a little bit as well with, like the bigfoot and stuff like that oh and they had the um, zombie expansion true yeah yeah absolutely um it, it is surprising that this is still such a niche mm. i don't know if this game will help break that mold because i haven't seen that many people talk about it but Truth be told, I'm going to shout its name from the rafters because I had a ton of fun here, and I would love to see more uh, stuff set in the Weird West, if not more content, uh, more content in this actual game, Weird West. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would love to see a sequel, to be honest. I think they're that close to greatness with this game. I think there's just a few little issues that are holding them back from that really amazing experience, but what yeah. we've got is a very, very good game that is worth playing. We're getting to the end of this end of the discussion here. Is there anything else you would like to talk about? Inventory space. <laughs> I had Just not enough, is there? <laughs> God, I had so much trouble with inventory space. There's so many items in this game that all the time because the game is encouraging you to go around and look at all of the uh crates and everything like that, mm. because you've got the Nim relics, you've got the um golden aces. aces. I can't remember exactly yep. what they're called. Yep. Um 
So they want you to look at a bunch of stuff, but like there is just not enough room to be able to handle it. I realized later in the game that I could just be fobbing stuff off onto my posse and then just sell it when I go back to town, but it's it's a pain to manage because not every vendor takes every cipher of item and you end up like when you get a few of the weirder items, you've got to find a wandering merchant out in the wild and oh yeah. And they're worth it because the, the weirder items are always worth more money. Oh, yeah, the Nim heads. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, load me up <laughs> for that money. <laughs> so, yeah, it, I think there's a few things there. That inventory was a bit of a pain. And and the fact that, you know, in most modern games, we recognize the fact that not every vendor is going to take everything, but games do it just for the sake of being easy. Yep. Um, <laughs> they probably could have done that here, I think. The general mm -hmm. store probably could have bought everything and then... yeah. You just go on to the, the gun store to get guns or whatever. Yep. Um, for me, I think the last thing I, I really want to talk about is the length of the game. And, and it's, I find it quite interesting. Um, you were saying that you were at about 25 hours before you got stuck, whereas it only yep. took me uh, just on 20 hours to finish the game. Mm. Now, when I say finish the game, I finished the story. I finished any you know side missions that kind of fell into my lap as I walked along. Uh, but apart from that, I didn't do much else. And the game didn't punish me for that. I didn't ever feel the need that I had to go and explore every single corner of the mm. map to get powered up. I was plenty powerful enough at the end of the game to be able to finish it. I didn't need anything extra to do it. The, you know, I did occasional runs to town to, to resupply for ammo and things like that. But apart from that, I stuck to the main path for the most of it. And so it's about 20 hours all up. Uh, but like you were saying, you you've got a fair chunk into it and yeah. nowhere near finish. So no idea. Uh, <laughs> I'm a sucker for side quests, honestly. And I just wanted to explore the world. Cause like, as you're wandering around, it's kind of fallout style or fallout three style, you know, you've got stuff on the map and as you walk closer to it, it'll appear. Um, you don't really have an idea of where landmarks are. Um, it's just not that type of game, but like, as you're wandering around, I just found, spent so much time like doing bounty hunts and, going mining for ore to upgrade my weapons and uh, doing side quests when they're available and like visiting every settlement, uh, which I thought was actually really fascinating because like some of the settlements, they have very different reactions to you between mm. chapters. And, and so you might go in there and they'll just aggro you instantly and want to wipe you out. But if you would go to it in a different chapter, they're suddenly all happy uh, to see you, which I think is a really, really interesting way. So that's why I kind of wanted to look at it because I knew I'm going to see this one way and then I'm going to see it in a different yeah. light afterwards. So I really wanted to play around with that. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this would be a game I would spend a lot of time in. Uh, probably about, I don't know, probably about 50 or 60 hours would be a playthrough yeah. on my side. But uh, I saw a lot of the content available <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it seems to be catering for everyone in that case. Mm. Then, um, nothing worse than a game that forces you to go exploring just to level up. Or no, I think that's really interesting yeah. that you got to the end and you were able to, you know, kind of handle it. Um, yeah. I think that's, I think that's great that it, it, you do have that option of, do you want to like sink your teeth in, or do you want to like mainline it, like get your fill I mean, either and, way. And twenty hours for me is is more than enough story uh, for, for yeah. a playthrough. Yeah, that just yeah. I mean, that's not a short game by any standard. No, no. So I, th I think I think they've done really well. Uh, that's about it, I think. I think Weird West is a strange, unique, and thoroughly enjoyable game that that there really isn't much like it out there. 
right right now i don't think at all um and i think it's well worth checking out once it releases yeah i think even if you're not super duper into the uh weird west motif i think just looking at this as a living breathing world is a really fascinating um look regardless and the combat is a lot of fun yeah all right then jason where can we catch you on the interwebs uh, so you'll be able to find me on Twitter. I do exist. I never post, but you can follow me. Uh, be part of the exclusive club uh, at Pesma. Uh, you will also see my writings on uh, player2.net.au. And what's your most recent piece, mate? I can't remember. I've been uh, Stranger of Paradise. Stranger of Paradise. That's yep. right. And I've got a couple of other pieces coming up this week, like a uh, review of Rune Factory 5 and a look at One Month with Destiny 2. Nice, nice. And you can find me at Huso81 or Player2AU. I'm on both. I swear more on my account. <laughs> swear less on the Player2 account. Uh, so that's how you know which one you're following. Uh, <laughs> my latest piece will be the Weird West Review, which will be up at the same time as this video goes up. So make sure you go and check that out. In the meantime, head over to Player2.net.au. Check out our news, reviews, previews, podcasts, opinion pieces, and a whole bunch of other stuff that we just can't say no to anyone and we just let everything go up really <laughs> so go over there check it out have a good time thanks for joining me on this review discussion and we'll catch you next time over at player two see ya